You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As the Super Bowl is set, Eagles and the Chiefs out in Glendale will be there starting a week from today. Very excited for that. And uh, we'll be talking, of course, about everything with these games, with this game props and everything going on uh, in Arizona. And I'm sure joining us next week, joining us right now, our Monday guest, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. He's joining us on the BuyThePhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit buythephoenix.com to learn more. So we'll get to Brad coming up here in a second. Joe, I know you, you noticed that uh, we were some of the coaches in one of the breaks there. Sounds like the Cardinals have a new candidate. Uh, apparently, and th- th- that's interesting because from uh, the sports books that post the next head coach odds, uh, Indy, Indy's down, Denver's down, Houston's down. Arizona was the only one that was still up. So I wonder if that's uh, that gets removed, but uh, – Anarumo, now that he's uh, not going to be busy with the Bengals lost yesterday, their defensive coordinator um, has been requested by the Arizona Cardinals. Couldn't believe that there wasn't one team that requests to speak with him uh, before today. Not one of all the vacancies that we have. So Arizona, I I think doing something right. Why not at least sit down with him, talk to him about uh, some things. But then then you get that feeling at some point in the second half of that game. I'm like, oh, Bengals are doing uh, Bengals second half things again. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he's a good coordinator. We'll see if he gets a head coaching job. We'll talk about that and, of course, set the Super Bowl stage here. Brad Spielberger, pro football focus, joining us right now on the the ByThePhoenix.com guest line. Brad, it is set. Eagles and the Chiefs. Uh, let's talk about last night, the second game first, because that was the more entertaining one. Um, what did you make of, I mean, you said it last week when we were with you, that the Patrick Mahomes, you just can't doubt that guy. But his performance last night was, I mean, there's been a lot of vintage Patrick Mahomes performances. That might be the one, though, years from now we talk about as his best game. I think so, too. I mean, you have his receivers dropping like flies all over the field, uh, you know, contributing and immediately going out of the game. And at that point, he's reduced to a Travis Kelsey who's not 100% healthy. His own ankle is hurting him. Uh, we were talking last night. I think if he does pull off this Super Bowl, you have an argument maybe this is the best season um, of a quarterback we've ever seen. Like, it's in that conversation. Probably going to win the MVP. Broke Drew Brees' record for the most yards, total yards by a quarterback and then kind of drags a roster uh, to a Super Bowl, hypothetically, it, it, it's been that good. Uh, 23 points against the Bengals' defense. What did you think about uh, the game plan overall with Andy Reid? Uh, we didn't seem to know much, especially early in the week, but, but, but Reid knew all the way, all the time. Okay, I'm going to have Mahomes, but it's going to be a hobbled Mahomes. What did you think of the game plan he came up with? 
Uh, you know, I didn't love it. Uh, I mean, it's Andy Reid. I'm grading on a very tough scale here, but I, I thought they could have done a, a couple different things, been a little bit more creative. They did have a lot of the quick outs we talked about and getting the ball out of his hands, and I'm sure the indicated matters and shrunk the playbook down a little bit. But um, I thought we'd see – I mean, the run game obviously wasn't working. They averaged 1.8 yards per carry, but I thought we'd see a little bit more creative running, getting the ball to Isaiah Pacheco to – you know, kind of just keep their tackles at bay. And, and their tackles really, really struggled. I think that is the biggest weakness for them going into this next game is Orlando Brown has just not been good. And Andrew Wiley, you know, shouldn't really be expected to be good. But so they do some things to kind of mitigate the opposing pass rush more, uh, some more screens and, and things of that nature. But like I said, I do think, you know, that's, that's a Kadarius Tony job. Uh, that is, you know, a, a job of a lot of guys that did not play in this game. But I'm sure Reed will cook up a lot of good things uh, two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. What about on the defensive side of the ball? It seemed like the Chiefs defense kind of set the tone early, and this has been a Chiefs defense that all season long has been letting teams hang around. Did you think they stepped up, or were you impressed with um, that unit? Absolutely. So I'm excited to see what Chris Jones is great as for us when it comes out, because I think it's going to be the closest thing to an 100 you've seen in a long time. Um, I mean, the guy was living in the backfield. It was incredible. No matter where they lined him up, on the interior, on the edge, uh, I, I know uh, Hakeem Adeniji, the, the right guard for the Bengals, was credited with nine pressures allowed. And I want to say uh, two of the three sacks, you know, Max Sharping, their backup left guard, allowed five or seven pressures. I, I mean, they were just getting dominated by Chris Jones. And then we had, you know, playoff Frank Clark, all those things. But I also think on the back end, look, you lose Legereus Sneed, who for us is their top graded corner by a mile, uh, a top 10 graded cornerback for us in the slot. He goes out. So you're starting four rookies in the secondary, and safety Brian Cook had a great game, had that pass breakup that I thought was intentionally a tip to his teammate for the interception on the deep ball to T. Higgins. Like, it didn't look like a normal pass breakup. I think he was trying to kind of volley that over. Um, But, yeah, so Jalen Watson looked good. Isaiah McDuffie, uh, Trent McDuffie looked good. Um, Like, yeah, I mean, their defense, I think, does not get enough credit. And Steve Spagnuolo, it's not, you know, an elite unit, but – from the, from the second half of the season to now, they're actually top 10 in e-paper play allowed. They were very bad in the red zone during the, the, the entire season, uh, but held the Bengals to two short field goals as well. Um, they're playing good football at the right time with a lot of young players. Brad, uh, yesterday, Hassan Reddick was probably the best player on the field for the Eagles, uh, forcing the hit and the sack that knocked Purdy out of the game. He has 19 and a half sacks now when you combine the regular season and the postseason. You know, Bosa's going to win Defense Player of the Year. Parsons is is right there. Chris Jones. But is it is it time we start talking about Reddick as maybe the best pure pass rusher in the NFL? I mean, he just – all he does is get to the quarterback. It's remarkable. Yeah, it's crazy that the team that drafted him as a pass rusher didn't use him as a pass rusher. Uh, and now we see what he can do. Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned – so not only the sacks, but his seven forced fumbles is also the most in the NFL. So – and I guess a lot of those are charged – credited as sacks as well but yeah I mean he is so so talented um and we talked about it last week in particular when he can dip around the edge and go up against the bigger tackles that are better against power with struggle against finesse um and just bend and all that he can beat anyone I mean it also helps when the Niners had backup tight ends matched up against them one-on-one uh, for whatever reason but no he is he is in that conversation of a pure pass rusher when he can just pin his ears back, you're up by a couple scores. I mean, he can get home so, so quickly. The sack uh, on John, uh, Josh Johnson, uh, where they had no one blocking him, but still, I mean, he just, just beelined right for him. That probably was a sack in less than two seconds. He, he has scary speed off the edge. 
Uh, what do we do with this Eagles backfield now? So Boston Scott scored another touchdown. They told him uh, you're facing the Giants, so he gets in. That prop hits. Gainwell's getting more run. Sanders got into the end zone a couple of times. He had a big game uh, in the divisional round, but he didn't get into the end zone. He gets in there. Like, How are we going to handle these Eagles props a couple weeks from now? It's a great question. Uh, the one I like the most is Kenneth Gainwell. Probably a combination of rushing and receiving yardage would be the way I played him. So, I mean, he has 29 touches now over the last two weeks. And, yes, game script is a big part of that. They've been obviously blowouts in both of these games. But I still think you saw them working him in in the first half. And, obviously, he is the main primary pass-catching back. So, the Chiefs on defense, their weakness, they were dead last in EPA per play, uh, EPA per drop back over the middle. So, in between the numbers, they were horrifically bad um, in coverage, and it kind of bears out. Nick Bolton, you saw him against Cincinnati yesterday, uh, get, get miss a couple uh, you know, tackles over the middle in coverage. Willie Gay got hurt with a shoulder injury in the game, probably the better of the two in coverage, but not great himself. Um, so I, Gainwell, for me, is the guy I like, but I do think it kind of could be you know, ride the hot hand or, or they scheme certain things open. Um, but they're going to be able to run the football. If they could run against the Niners, they're definitely going to be able to run against the Chiefs. For me, though, I just think, um, you know, Gainwell offers the, the very high floor now of touches as both a receiver and they like him as a running back. He's been running really, really physically in the playoffs. So he's the one I'm targeting, but it, it could be tricky, you know, kind of how it plays out. Along similar lines, after what you saw yesterday, what other matchups will you be looking to fade props-wise come Super Bowl time? Yeah, so, you know, I think there might be an adjustment in a large degree for Marquez Valdez-Scantling, potentially. And look, he had a phenomenal game, but he's probably not going to do it again. Uh, It's a little bit different going from Eli Apple to, you know, James Bradbury and Darius Slay. And obviously, I think there's (laughs) going to be, there's going to, you know, there's going to account for him more if he is maybe, you know, I think the guys will get healthy, I believe. I don't think we'll, we'll be without... Juju Smith-Schuster, Kadarius Tony, Nicole Hardman, I don't know, I guess. We could be without one or multiple of them. But I just think they're not going to get beat over the top. They play much softer coverage in Cincinnati. They're going to play less man. They're going to sit in zone and keep things in front of them. And I think maybe we see a bunch of, you know, his numbers get juiced because he had a phenomenal, was 119 yards on six catches and a touchdown. So maybe you fade there. But, yeah, otherwise, you know, I think – Really, any player could have a big game for the Eagles. Uh, I, I like the tight. I like both tight ends a ton uh, in this matchup. I think you can attack the middle of the field against both secondaries. So yeah, I guess Val- Valdez Scantling is probably the one I'm fading here. Brad, what did you make of the opening line and then the swift movement? So the Chiefs open up a two and a half point favorite in some spots. It went all the way back around to the Eagles two and a half. It's two, one and a half in some spots. We're kind of dancing in that area where the Eagles are a small favorite. What did you make of the opening line and then how it's been bet here the last, you know, 18 hours or so? Yeah, I think it's super interesting. So, you know, I would have said the, the spread, whoever you had favorite should be one. Like it should be a very small number. Um, you know, not even approaching a field goal. I highly doubt it gets to a field goal either direction. But, um, you know, I am kind of surprised that it swung that heavily. And clearly, you know, some bettors that are betting immediately when the lines get dropped thought it was a bad line uh, and betted across zero to the other side. So for me, I, I still feel like we are taking Chiefs injuries maybe more into account than Eagles. For me, Jalen Hurts 
didn't look like a guy who was healthy in this game. I think it really showed against San Fran. Not only, you know, missing some throws, a couple underthrows on deep balls or an overthrow on deep ball, but also, like, he was bailing from clean pockets at times and I think kind of showing that he didn't feel 100% confident maybe in his health. Obviously, it was 15 to 25 for 120 yards or the, you know, the, the final stat line was. So I think it's kind of – it's over-adjusting for the Chiefs losing a lot of their guys in that game. All guys, like I said, that I think could return and potentially play in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, but like I said, it, it, I doubt it gets to a field goal either way. So it probably realistically, you know, isn't going isn't gonna to get to a key number no matter what. I, I did want to ask about the two losers from yesterday. Uh, Cincinnati. Offensive line, the focus all off season, and they had their struggles early, but it felt like they, with some time to gel, they were just fine. And then the, you deal with all the injuries at the very end. You lose a starter in three consecutive weeks. What a mess that is. Is that O-line good enough to be left alone if they're all going to be healthy, or do they need to make changes again? And there was uh, an assumption by some that Purdy's your starting quarterback. And now we get another Niners quarterback going down to an injury to, to where you end up going down to QB4. There was a moment we thought Christian McCaffrey was going to play quarterback yesterday. Who's going to be the, the – uh, so Bengals, what do they do with the offensive line? Can they just get healthy and be fine? And Niners, who's the starting quarterback week one? Yeah, so the Bengals, the interior, I think the answer is yes, and you have some depth there. Uh, Cordell Volson, I think, was solid when he came in. Sharping, probably not good enough, but you know, you're not don't have to rely on interior backups that much, um, hypothetically. For me, though, Jonah Williams going into his fifth year option next season, the first round pick at left tackle always gets hurt. And Lyle Collins, the right tackle, realistically is is probably a cut candidate. They basically signed him to a one year contract. You know, the Cowboys cut him. They bring him in at right tackle. He was solidly, he actually struggled very much in the beginning, kind of found his footing, and then got hurt again. He's a guy who's played a full season once in like six years of his career. So for me, at least a swing tackle, if not you literally try to add a new starting tackle and maybe make Lyle Collins a swing tackle. Um, and then as for the Niners, yeah, I mean, it looked really, really bad. I know we had this with Josh Allen, the exact same thing where you tweak that, that elbow – you know, everyone starts talking UCL, the baseball injury for pitchers. Um, and then for Allen, obviously, he, you know, kind of it worked out much better than we expected. If Purdy has to get, like, Tommy John or something, if, if it is the, the, the bad prognosis, I think it's back to maybe Trey Lance swings in favor. Or, you know, as my, my fan fiction it, it continues, uh, we see Tom Brady back in Santa Clara potentially. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's probably everyone's dream, but we saw Mahomes get to a couple Super Bowls under his rookie deal. Now Jalen Hurts is under his rookie deal. How impressive is it, you know, this Eagles roster that they've been able to put together with Hurts still so young in his career? It's incredible. I mean, it's probably the, the best roster, you know, or one of the best rosters in the NFL. There is no weakness on this team. I think coming in, you say, okay, a number two outside corner, a bit of a weakness. All right, you go get James Bradbury if the Giants caught him. You say, okay, you know, it's safety. They're a little bit, you know, interesting. Marcus Epps is a solid player, but you lose longtime veteran Rodney McLeod. And kind of what are you going to do to fill? Okay, let's go trade a very fair trade fifth-round pick for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Um, you know, then it's all right. Midseason, hey, you know, Jordan Davis gets hurt. We have a little bit of issue on the interior. Let's add Dominican Sue and Linval Joseph to come in and be depth on the interior. Um, their offensive line has depth. It's not even just the starters. They also have depth at a lot of these spots. 
I think Howie Roseman had one of the greatest off seasons, if not the greatest off seasons in the history of the NFL. Like, I don't think that is a hyperbolic statement in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and I know we haven't talked about the fact they're going to be picking now top 10 for the Saints and in the 30s for themselves, uh, you know, in the upcoming draft. So, yeah, it's nothing short of remarkable because the starting point, the catalyst is you have your franchise quarterback in theory on your roster. You, you give him the big-time extension that is still early in that extension, and you like the prospect, Jalen Hurts, at 50 or whatever it was, 51st overall, something like that, and you say, you know what, we're still going to take him because we think he has fallen too far and is a good value at that draft pick, and, and here we are. You changed the franchise. Brad, we appreciate you hopping on. We'll talk again next week as we get set for Super Bowl 57. Brad Spielberger, pro football focus on the buy, the Phoenix.com. Guests on the Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit buythephoenix.com. So learn more college hoops, NBA next, right here on the BetQL Network.